Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Reaching in My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems to make break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. You can also go into our chat room, which is on our website at this time. Also, for those who ever want to see the video version of this podcast, feel free to go to brotherprater.com forward slash reconnect my heart. So my website, as long also with the uh, Facebook, if you're on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, as well as my YouTube channel, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us on this special, special day. This is the first Sunday of 2021. I want to welcome you all and say happiest 
New Year. Happiest New Year. Um, that may be kind of an unusual word, but God just put in my spirit on New Year's Day when we were celebrating and everyone was saying Happy New Year, which thanking God that we were able to see 2021, which to me is a, a great New Year. But what I kept hearing in my spirit was happiest New Year. And I said, you know what? I believe it and I receive it. So I just want to send those same sentiments to you all. Happiest New Year. We all had a uh, turbulent 2020. Some may have had it more than others. But I thank God that God carried us over. We made it. We may have ran out of 2021. We may have walked out of 2021. Some may have crawled out of 2021. But the key thing, we made it. So we're going to focus on that and thank God that God allowed us to see 2021. So today, what I was going to do, what I want to do, I want to uh, speak about my intentions were to speak about this last week. But I was on the road. Uh, I ended up uh, having some extra time with my son, and I had a great time. And I looked at the time, and I was holding leaving, but I looked. I said, you know what? I want to have some extra time with him. And so I went on and stayed a little bit longer. But I don't apologize for it. You know, one of the things I tell people, especially as a single parent, you know, we are responsible for our children. And, you know, our family, our children is our first ministry. And I love to show I love uh, being here, but at that particular time, my first priority was to take care of my son. So um, I felt like it was appropriate for me to speak about this topic on today. And so today we're going to talk about handling or how to handle our regrets, forgiving yourself, and much more in the episode called Dealing With Your Regrets. Dealing With Your Regrets. Living Life Beyond Your Mistakes. You know, when we were looking at it last week, it was going to be for us to examine 2021, our participation in 2021, or even before 2021, so we can go into 2021, we examining 2020, I'm sorry, we examining our ourselves in, in 2020 and for us to be able to get cleansed so we can walk into 2021 fresh, renewed. But when you think about it, there are so many people in this 2021 that still having residue of 2020. What do I mean? That means a lot of things that we may have done, some wrong or some some mistakes or regrets that we may have had in 2020, we're still bringing that over into 2021. And it's just not pertaining to 2020, but there may be some things in our past that we're not letting go. There may be some 
some guilt. There may be some uh, blaming yourself over something that was out of our control. But the devil want to torment you to make you feel that, you know what, it's your fault. Even the decisions of others, it's your fault. Even grown folks' decision-making that they do are their mistakes. The devil will always try to make us feel guilty of other people's choices. And so that's something that one of the things we want to talk about because it's time for us for this day for this day for us to be free, for this day for us to be able to release everything that we've been holding on to that's stopping us or hindering us from being the men or ladies that God called for us to be. We have to give it to God and let it go. Now, I do know many times we hear that old saying, you know, well, just, you know, you just got to let the past be the past. You know, you got to forget about it, of course. You know, you got to let it go. We hear that often. We hear, excuse me, we hear let it go, and we hear people tell us, you know, just give to God, but we never hear them tell us how to give it to God. That's something that we have to be able to really understand. It's easy for someone to tell us what to do, but it's time for us to teach people how to do it. So pertaining to the things that we may be dealing with, first thing, what we have to do, we have to look at what the problem is. Regardless if you feel that it's yours or somebody else's, we need to take personal inventory of everything. And matter of fact, I'll share with you a personal testimony in a few minutes. But, you know, when it comes down to especially the new year, many times we hear people always talk about, well, you know what, I'm going to start a New Year's resolution. And I tell people that's what you can do, making a New Year's resolution. First of all, (laughs) a lot of times we're going to break it before the first month is over with. We don't need to make a New Year's resolution. A lot of times what we need to do, we need to make a lifestyle change. A lifestyle change. It can be pertaining to an eating habit. It can be pertaining to what we listen to, what we talk about, what we focus on. One of the things I found out a lot of time, and this is me included, whenever I speak, I always include myself because Even though I may be talking to you all, but I look at myself right beside you all. If God had given me something to tell y'all, I'm not exempt. So that's one of the things that I believe. Hey, I believe in not just telling y'all what thus says the Lord, but even if God tells me, even if God tells me to tell y'all, he wants me to be partaker of that word too. So that's one of the things as a minister to letting people know, hey, look here as ministers, when God speaks to his people, that also includes you. So I just wanted to share that also. But what we have to do, examining everything pertaining to our life, pertaining to the things that we may be involved in. You know, the key thing, what we have to do, we have to realize that we are on an assignment from God. That's something that we have to think about. And I found out, we always hear that our temple is where the Holy Ghost dwells. And so 
in order for us to be a good steward, we have to understand that we are not the owners of our bodies, of our money, of our time. We're not the owners of it. We're just the manager. God is the owner. God is the source of everything pertaining to what we have. And so in order for us to be able to really get the help that we need or to have the changes that we need, we have to acknowledge that we're not the owner. God is. And so understanding that God is the owner and we're not, we're the managers of what he gives us, then for us to be able to understand that God wants us to be responsible for what he gives us. So with that, looking at when we made mistakes, when we have mismanaged the things or the responsibilities that God has given us, the first thing we have to do is acknowledge it. Now, I know many times, many people, they always say, yeah, I did, I did it. But if it wasn't for them, that's one of the main things that actually hinders us from getting the help and the healing that we need. We'll say that we did it. Sometimes some people may be in denial, but there are others who may confess that they did it, but they put the blame on other people. Well, if it wasn't for them, you see, we have to stop including other people in our confessions. In other words, we have to take 100% full responsibility and accountability of our decision-making or our actions that we have partaken in involve someone else. Every person needs to speak up for themselves. In other words, you speak on your participation, not on somebody else's. Yeah, you know, you hear people, you hear people, they'll confess, but they'll throw somebody else under the bus. Hey, why are, you, why are you bringing up that person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let them speak up for themselves. Because when we confess, when we acknowledge that we made a mistake and we confess that we made a mistake, then that's when God can bring the healing that we need. But as long as we're involving other people, then what we're doing, we're trying to use other people as the scapegoats. Knowingly or unknowingly, those are things that we have to make sure that we own 100% of our responsibilities. And so in owning our responsibilities, the other thing we need to do in looking at our mistakes, understand the devil wants you to beat yourself up. And what I found out, true enough, the devil may or may not, well, he doesn't want you to confess. But even if you confess, don't think that he's not going to come back again. One of the things I found out the devil loves to do is bring a guilt trip upon God's people, especially if there are some healing or there are some insecurity or low self-esteem that we're dealing with. The devil will always make us beat ourselves up. And I found out a lot of times the devil ain't worried about what you've done. All he needs to do is bring it back to your remembrance. Even if you confess, even if you confess to God, which is something that we have to do, we have to confess to God. We have to repent. We have to repent to God pertaining to our mistakes. You know, on unto it, repenting to God 
pertaining to our mistake. But then also, if we have wronged somebody, we need to apologize to them. And I know it sounds so, so, so hard. But in actuality, looking at how difficult it may be to apologize versus how difficult it is to carry that guilt that the devil wants you to carry. That's something we have to think about. So is it harder to carry the weight of guilt? And it gets heavier every day. Or just go and apologize. And when we say I'm sorry, it's not just those two words, but confess what you did and confess the mistakes that you've made. And what I found out, even in the Bible, it tells us that confession is good for the soul. Say say what it is and get it out the way. Because as long as you're holding on to it, it stops your mental, spiritual, and emotional growth. So for us to be able to go forth and say, you know what, I apologize. Hey, I apologize. I, I did this. I apologize. I did that. Whatever it is, apologize. Get it right. Even if they don't accept it, the key thing is you did your part. And that a confession is for you. It's just like when you have to forgive someone. Even if, let's say, you did somebody wrong and you asked for forgiveness, that cleanses you. But even if they don't receive it, that ain't your fault. Thing is, you did your part. And so, pertaining to asking for forgiveness, that helps you. Now, you can't try to determine, well, they're not going to forgive me, so I'm not going to ask. That has nothing to do with you. Them receiving it or not receiving it has nothing to do with you. Now, if they receive it, then that's fine. But if they don't receive it, that's still fine because you did your part. But pertaining to you asking somebody to forgive you, that's fine. But the other thing we have to do is asking that person that's in our mirror to forgive us. You know, it's easy for us to forgive other people, but it seems like it's so hard for us to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we have the expectations for ourselves so high, and then when we do something stupid, we beat ourselves up. We give other people grace. We give them an allowance because of their mistake. We give them an allowance for their mistake. But we don't give that same grace that we give to others. We don't give that for ourselves. And you, and it's funny, God gives us grace, but we don't give ourselves grace. God gives us grace, we give other people grace, but we don't give ourselves grace. That's something we have to do. Now, in order for us to be able to really just let go, forgive ourselves, we need to spend more time with God and more time in the mirror. I found that it's very cool for us to be able to talk to ourselves and look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. And you know what? The devil, I found that from personal experience. The devil does not want us to look in the mirror for us to be able to be helped, for us to be healed from whatever the devil may have tried to do to us. 
So I'm sorry. So what we have to do, as long as we're able to go forth, as long as we're able to go forth and still looking past, still looking at our past mistake, we'll never be able to go forward. You know, when you look at a car, the windshield is so big, but the rearview mirror is so small. Every time you see somebody driving, they're looking ahead in the rearview mirror. Excuse me, in the windshield. They're looking forward into the windshield. But whenever we have to maneuver our vehicle, then we look in the rearview mirror or we look in the side mirror. In order for what? In order for us to move or for us to get out the way of those who may be coming behind us. But in order for you to go forward, you can't go forward looking backwards or thinking backwards. So we have to be able to learn how to be able to go forward in spite of our past. And I found out, even when you look at it, if there's anybody who have never made a mistake, please raise your hand or please inbox me and let me know, hey, I ain't never did nothing wrong. Please let me know. I would love to meet you. <laughs> and matter of fact, before I meet you, I'll tell you, you're lying. <laughs> we all have made a mistake. Even, listen, even the sin of commission, committing a sin, or a sin of omission, omitting to do something that God told you to do. In other words, you either did something that God didn't tell you to do, or you didn't do what God told you to do. But somewhere in your life, somewhere in my life, somewhere in all of our lives, we have made a mistake. We have sinned. We sin before God. We sin before others. Or we have sinned towards ourselves. And we have to release those things to God. I found out this week, I had a very eye-open experience. Uh, it was something, I forgot exactly what it was, but it was on my heart. God placed upon my heart for me to be able to uh, reach out to somebody. And the first thing I did, I thought about, man, nah, that's okay. That's okay. I'm not going to do it because that that person, they're not going to receive it. Or that person, you know, they're going to look at me and just, ah. Uh, he, he don't know what he's talking about. So I went on and I just, I just brushed to the side. And then a couple minutes later, bam, it happened just like I saw it. And I had to repent to God. I said, God, I'm so sorry. I should have did it. I should have did it. But then I went another step further. And this is me being transparent. I'll tell you all, and I hope that this helps somebody who may be watching but I did that, and I said, God, I'm so sorry. I messed up. I should have went and said that to that person and everything. I should have looked beyond what I thought or what I anticipated them saying or doing. And so I asked God, I said, God, how did I, why, why do I make those kind of mistakes? And he showed me. He said, see, you used to deal with low self-esteem naturally, low self-esteem. 
I used to beat myself up by the way I look and the way I act and, and all that. And so I learned how to give that insecurity over to God. Like I said, insecurity in the natural, in the natural and also emotionally. But I, I gave that to God and God delivered me from that. So now I don't think I'm better than anybody, but I don't compare myself to anybody. No need. You know, someone come in the room and they the best looking dude in the in the room. Hey, he ain't no competition. Hey, we're on the same playing field. That's the way I look at it because God made each and every one of us. Okay, so I don't compare myself in the natural. But even though I deal with that insecurity in the natural or emotionally, God showed me that even though that's dealt with in the natural or emotionally, but I never dealt with it spiritually. What does that mean? That means I allow myself to have um, insecurities in the spirit realm pertaining to a spiritual assignment that God told me or asked me to do. And I said, wow, I never thought about it like that. Because, like I mentioned earlier, I was already anticipating, well, they're not going to receive it. Or they just look at me, I'm just a little boy from old clip. They, they don't care about those things. I was predetermining their answer. And that right there, not their doing, but my doing, that stopped me from doing or obeying what God told me to do. And to some people, that may be minute. That may be small. But that made me feel so horrible. (laughs) I was like, man, I shouldn't have done that. Man, God forgive me. And so what I had to do, I had to go forward. I had to keep on going. But also understanding that there's going to be another time. One thing we always say, if you don't pass the test, you got to take the test over again. Now, that particular time, I failed the test. That particular time, I failed it. But I know that I was going to have to remake it. I would have to retake it. And God going to remake it. And I'm going to have to retake it. And this time, be sensitive to the voice of God fun and obedience. So that's why now being aware of when you forgive yourself, excuse me, release it. Now, there may be some who may have done some things in the past, may have had a promiscuous lifestyle, hey, being honest with you, there are some, matter of fact, there are some before you got saved or before you got delivered, before you went to church, you might have been a hell raiser. And there may be some things that in your past that may be coming back up. And you know what? There are some things, there are some things there are some times and some things that we may have done in the past that may revisit back in the future. We have to be prepared. We have to ask God to help us. To like how God can forgive us, he can help us to handle or deal with if things come back up. 
if our past meet our present. So when those times come, we have to remember that we are a new creature in Christ. Also, we are forgiven. And even if we are forgiven and we really, really, really want to make amends, God will give us the ability and the tools to do that. You know, one of the things I had a problem with, um, and matter of fact, I was uh, sharing with a friend of mine earlier today, uh, it was about sexual sins. And I remember years ago, I had told God I wanted to wait until I got married to have sex. And I forgot what year it was. It was sometime in the 90s. And I went. I think it was five years. I went five years and I was celibate. And one thing led to another. I ended up seeing a friend and he ended up um, just hanging out. And one thing led to another. We ended up having sex. And this is me. I'm a guy. I'm a guy that's supposed to be macho. That's supposed to be, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, a guy having sex supposed to be a big badge of honor. But what I did I left her house, went to my car. I called my good friend at the time and broke down crying. <laughs> I broke down crying. I felt so broken because I disappointed God. I felt so broken. But I had to learn, even though I was regretful, I was regretful. He helped me. He spoke to me. He helped me. He even prayed for me while we were on the phone. And I apologized to God. And I said, you know what? I don't. I can't do this. Cannot do that. And so eventually, I ended up calling her and ended up apologizing to her. Now, it was consensual. But on the other hand, I looked at it and I knew that that was something I wasn't supposed to be participating in. And so for a while, that guilt, it made me feel dirty to look in the mirror. It made me feel ashamed to look in the mirror. It made me feel, you know, now, like I said, it may be unusual for some people to hear that from a guy. But I understood that that was something that, I I was displeasing God when I when I really thought about it. I disappointed God and I disappointed myself. And I probably beat myself up more than what God wanted to beat me up with. I I I just I felt so so guilty, so dirty. And when I finally got a chance to talk to the young lady and I apologize and everything and and she appreciated even just me being transparent, um, you know, she thought, she said that it was the first time a guy ever spoke like that. But it's going to show you even pertaining to something like that. And like I said, to some people, it may not be a big deal, but I know me. I know some people can do things and it don't bother them. But on the other hand, I know because my relationship with God and also my spirit, I know if I do the slightest thing, it may not affect anybody else if they do it, but I know me. 
I know me. So that's the same thing with you. You know you. You learn you. You know your sensitivity and you know your relationship with God and also you know your relationship with yourself. So if there is anything that you may be feeling guilty about, hey, don't let pride stop you from getting the healing that you need. Even if you are a guy, yeah, time that I've heard a guy to express uh, sorrow or grief because of uh, um, sorrow, grief, or regret because of having sex outside of marriage, um, having sex before marriage, fornication, or even adultery. No matter what it is, being able to look yourself in the mirror and confess what you say. See, when you say it, that thing don't have power over us. But you have to say it. A lot of times we have right here, we keep it in our head, but we don't release it in the atmosphere. And our healing is when we confess it. We have to confess it, but also be broken. In other words, don't want to do it again. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to hurt yourself. You don't hurt, you don't want to hurt your relationship with God. And it helps for us to be able to look at what we did and understand that this is something that we don't need to do. We don't need to participate in. We have to be able to go forward in forgiveness. Like I said, forgiving ourselves. I didn't ask you what you did, but can you forgive yourself? Okay, let's look at what God wants us to do. First of all, we have to understand about the accountability, which I mentioned earlier, but also being able to get an accountability part if you need to. There may be some people who may be struggling with some type of addiction. It may be drugs. It may be alcohol. It may be sex. Whatever it is. It may be gossiping. Whatever it is. Having somebody that's spiritually strong and also even in the area that you're weak in, having somebody that's strong in that area so that way they can hold you accountable. If you're feeling weak or whatever, hey, your accountability partnership have access to you 24-7. But also, you need to have access to them if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling low. Call them. But what they're going to do, a true accountability partner is not going to lead you to themselves, but they're going to lead you to Christ. The understanding that we have to do is being able to admit our mistakes confess and confront our mistakes and look ourselves in the mirror. I, just, I, can't, I can't shake that. Look at ourselves in the mirrors. The devil going to always try to make us be afraid to look in the mirror, but also I found out a lot of times he'll try to make us afraid of talking to God about our mistakes. He don't want us to confront ourselves and he don't want us to Confront God and talk to him about our shortcomings. You know, understanding that when we don't release those things, those are the things that hinders us from our healing and hindering us from being the men and ladies that God called for us to be, but also it hinders us from our life's purpose, the assignment that God has for us. Feel that we are too big 
are too proudful to confess our mistakes. Someone just asked me, um, what if you depress you? What if what if will depress you? If you can send that one more time, I would try to make make a good understanding. What if will depress you? Oh, oh, what if will depress you? Okay. What if? Yes. Yes. You know, those, those, well, I should have, I should have. I can't tell you how many times I think about those, hmm, I should have did this, should have did that. Matter of fact, I was watching last night TV show. It was um, it was on an old episode of Oprah, and this young man had a regret, and his situation was he was on the way to work, and his car didn't start. So what he did, he went back to the house, got his wife's keys. His car, her car was in the garage. He let up the garage door. I guess he jumped off the car and he got it running. Well, he let the garage door down and went to work. His wife never called him while he was at work, which was unusual. So eventually when he got out of work, he made it to the house and he saw his two dogs and his wife dead. Well, come to find out, it hit him. He forgot to cut the engine off on his wife's car. The wife died of carbon monoxide. She died, and he blamed himself. He blamed himself. And, you know, for a moment, I put myself in his shoes, and my heart broke for him. Now, that's something that God going to have to heal. The devil won't him to beat himself up for the rest of his life. And the devil will even try to use that to make him take his life. Look, the devil is crafty. The devil will use any method, any method for us to personally eliminate ourselves or our assignment that God has for us. Now, the key thing was, did he purposely do it? Did that man purposely do that, or did he accidentally do it? It was an accident. And even with accidents, accidents happen sometimes. If we can turn back the hands of time, we can. there may be some things we've done in the past. It may have, if we had a thought about it, or if we had a, taken a moment to slow down, or if we had a, taken a moment to answer that call, when someone called or to go see that person when they were on our heart. But because we didn't, what happened a few minutes later or a few days later, we find out that the person is dead or we put off things saying that we're going to do it later. We're going to do it later. We're going to do it later. And it never comes. I'll see that person tomorrow. I'll see that person tomorrow. I don't have time right now. And tomorrow never comes. And then that regret of, man, I should have, should have, could have, would have. Only God can help with those times when we feel that way. You know, even looking at, I was looking at um, 
uh, Patty LaBelle. I was looking at uh, Patty LaBelle. She had, uh, it was some show that she was on, and she was saying that her sister was um, was sick. Her sister wanted her to make some type of uh, sandwich. And she had just, Patty had just uh, got done touring, and she said she was just so tired she'll make it in the morning. I think it was an egg sandwich or something like that. She said she'll make it in the morning. She'll make it. She'll make it tomorrow. Well, later that night, the sister died. You know, and that happened years ago, but it still bothered her. And to be honest with you, like I said. Even if I saw Pat LaBelle right now, even if, even if she has some money, she's a great entertainer, but if I've never been in that situation, I really can't say anything except for I'm praying for or give her a hug or sometimes it's just best not to say anything at all because if we've never been in that situation, we really can't tell people what they feel like. We can't tell people. Sometimes we can't even tell a person what to do except for we don't have to pray about it. You know, I'm praying for you. That's it. But when, you know, you hear somebody, well, you know, oh, I know how you feel. And, you know, um, yeah, you say you know how you feel, but you ain't never lost anybody, you know. So it's various reasons of why or how the devil would try to make us have guilt or regret and make us hold on to it. Those things, those things, it can take a grip over our life. It can emotionally bind us. It can emotionally uh, 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 suppress. It suppress our feelings, our emotions, our growth. Those things can really, really, really stump our growth. In every area, and also it can affect relationships. Even when I was younger, I was scared to have a close relationship with people because I felt like if I have a close relationship with them, they're going to die. I had to really give that to God. Like I said, a lot of stuff I may share with y'all pertain to different subjects, different topics. I'm not just speaking just to hear myself talk. There are some things I dealt with personally. There are some things personally I have dealt with. The guilt, the shame, like I said, even the regrets. And a lot of stuff I may bring up, I don't know what I'm going to be speaking about until God gives it to me. And then whatever he gives me, I'm like, okay, I'll write it out. And next thing you know, I'm like, wait a minute. I experienced that. Oh, wait a minute. I felt that way too. So even pertaining to the regrets, you know, I had a friend of mine that I loved dearly, and I was going to be, he was hoping to take me for my birthday. But instead of me calling him, he already made a run. He said, yeah, I'm going to pick you up for your birthday. And I said, okay. And when my birthday came, I didn't call him. I put it off. I went on to call somebody else, and I put it off. And later that night, I said, you know what, I need to call. I said, well, you know, I'll just wait till tomorrow. And later that night, I got the disturbing news that he was killed. That bothered me for many years. I held on to so much anger within myself, regret. I was saying, man, if I was there, he would still be alive. 
But years later, I got a conversation with his mom, and she said, what if you were there instead of one funeral, but could have had two funerals? I was like, wow. And for seven years, I didn't celebrate my birthday. For seven years, I did not celebrate my birthday because I blamed myself over that situation the death of my friend, my best friend. But when I finally, finally gave it to God, I realized that it was stopping my growth. I realized, man, and get this, even in me holding on to that, even the devil tried to bring another seed. Well, you know, he died when he was 22. You ain't going to live beyond 21. And so now I'm looking like, am I going to die? When I turn 21, am I going to die when I turn 22? Am I going to die? Hmm. And so finally God dealt with me, and I actually spoke with an aunt of mine in Houston. Matter of fact, I'm acknowledge her, Miss Norma Logan. This was January of 1998. Her and I had a conversation. She ministered to me over the phone. And I realized, you know what? I need to rededicate my life. Now, this is just me. I'm not saying y'all do this, but I know me, and this is what I did. I said, I got so much junk going on in my life. I want to give my whole life over back to God. I said, I can't pinpoint everything. So what I want to do to make sure that I don't miss anything, I'm giving everything over to God. I'm giving myself over to God. Everything. I say, look here, I ain't got time to be pinpointing. I don't know. But I know I'm miserable. I feel like hell. (laughs) I feel miserable. And so that 98, the year of 98, for the first time what I did, when my birthday came, September the 16th, 1998, for the first time, I was able to celebrate my birthday free. Now what I did, what I used to have the low self-esteem and all that stuff before 98, what I did was I said, you know what, it's not about me. Now what I started doing for 98, I bought myself a birthday cake. Now, some people, that sounds arrogant. No, because now I understand the importance of life. And so God gave me a new life, a new mindset, a fresh start, a new start. So what I want to do, I want to utilize this time to celebrate. Utilize this stage that people have placed for me on my birthday for me to use that same stage to celebrate others. So what I started doing, I started making sure that every year, since 98 on up to last year, get myself a birthday cake and celebrate. Other, celebrate other people. Celebrate life. Celebrate, appreciate it. If God has blessed me to be able to have another birthday, there may have been somebody who may not was able to have a birthday cake for their birthday. So even though it's your birthday, you're going to celebrate it with others. So for those who are curious, why are you always getting a cake for your birthday? You know, other people need to be buying you a cake. No, that's just me. That's my way of giving back. 
because God gave to me, and I want to give to you. And so that's something that really caught my attention that helped me. Because like I said, me blaming myself, me blaming myself for the things that were going on, the things, the the mishap, the, the, the loss of my friend and everything, and that guilt, that shame, me hating, me hating to look in the mirror, all those things, even... Even I'm gonna tell you this. Even I had to apologize. Years later, I had to apologize to myself for the misbehavior or the disrespect I gave myself. You know, I would always try to encourage other people, but I would not encourage a guy that was in my mirror. I would appreciate other people, but I didn't know how to appreciate myself. And then also it became down to finding love, wanting to be loved. I find out what type of young man that the young lady wants, and I try to become that kind of young man. You know, if she like a guy that had hair, I try to let my hair grow out. If she like a guy that dressed a certain way because I wanted to even just know her name or date her, I try to become like the guy that she liked. And then when I became somebody else, she didn't have time for me because I was not genuine. And she ended up dealing with guys that was the way that I was originally was. I have to learn to forgive myself. I have to learn to appreciate myself. But I had to learn who I was. And for me to understand who I was based upon who God said I was. Like I said, I ain't look here. Y'all may see the guy with the gold tooth right there on Facebook and all this, you know, videos and stuff. But I'm telling you how I was. I know for a fact I was a wreck. I know that. Even if other people say, oh, no, you are. No, no, no. Even if it was a smidget, I was off course. So for me to know what God did for me, that's why I tell you, if God did it for me, how oh, he can do it for you? Look, if God can forgive you, and if God can help me to forgive myself, you ain't no problem. The only problem is, do you want to be forgiven? Do you want to be released from the guilt, from the shame, from the hurt, from the disgrace? Not what people are giving you, but what you're giving yourself. The devil wants to play mind games with you to make you feel that you're, un, you, you're unqualified for God's forgiveness. You're unqualified for God's love. You're unqualified for it. you just a wreck. Look here. You already have people talking negative about you. You might as well just stay where you're at. People calling you out of your name. People treating you like you're trash. You know, uh, every, every guy you done slept with, they already talking about you. And guess what? They even got videos on you. So, hey. Be, everybody knows that you're easy anyway, so you might as well say that because ain't no good going to come from you. The devil going to try to say stuff like that. But you know what? When he says stuff like that, what are you saying to yourself? That's the key thing. What are you saying to yourself? The devil going to talk, talk noise. The devil going to try to get into your head. But also what you have to do is the devil try to get into your head you say what God's word says out of your mouth and let it get into your heart. There's nobody outside of God's help. God can help anybody. God can help everybody. 
But you have to be able to acknowledge that you want help, that you need help, that you need God's forgiveness, but also you need self-forgiveness too. No longer dealing with these things that the devil trying to make you feel like you unqualified for God's love, for God's forgiveness. And I'm going to tell you like this. I don't care if you got 13 or 14 kids like the like back in the day and you're looking for love. You want to be loved. You want to be appreciated. Don't feel like, well, you know, it's, it's too late for me. So what? You know what? We've made mistakes. Own it. Own it. But you know what? Don't let that stop you. I was looking at it yesterday. I was looking at there was a young lady that was 80 years old that got her degree. 80 years old that got her degree. Okay, so what's my excuse? <laughs> what's your excuse? To fight for it. It was not too late for her to get her degree. Get this. Even if she did not get her degree, she was going to be 80 years old anyway. So you're going to live. Why live with the weight of regret, with the weight of shame, with the weight of unforgiveness? Why? It would be a shame for you to be able to easily forgive somebody else, but not forgive that person that's in your mirror. Understand, if you can easily forgive other people, and if you can make excuses for other people, if you can give allowances for other people, what makes you feel that they deserve it and you don't? Think about it. So many times we give allowances for other people, but we give ourselves nothing. We give to others, but we take from ourselves. And then also what happens when we take from ourselves, it makes it easy for other people to take from us, and it becomes the norm. Well, you know, I'm used to people treating me wrong. You need to stop being used to people treating you wrong by stop treating yourself wrong. If you're the type that loves people, if you're the type that won't do anybody wrong, then how about you count yourself as an individual and stop doing yourself wrong? This is the time for you to be able to give everything to God. And you know what? Look in the Bible of the misfits that God has used, the people who have had a horrific past. Look at the people in the Bible. Do y'all know somebody named David? Yeah. Yeah. David committed adultery. Okay, that's bad. But also, he had an innocent man killed. That's even worse. <laughs> um, don't mean to say that's worse. That's bad too. I said that way. That's bad too. Think about in the New Testament, a young man named Saul. He was killing Christians. He was killing Christians. But what happened? He had an encounter with Jesus Christ on Damascus Road. He had a Damascus Road experience, and God changed him. What about you and your Damascus Road experience? The same God that can change a killer of Christians to one of the most prolific apostles in the New Testament. If God can change them, if God can change him, 
What about you? Now I do know people say, well, you know, that was in Bible times. Or those things don't happen anymore. Oh, yes, they do. It just a lot of stories aren't written. Like I said, you're talking about one individual right here, and you're talking to one individual right here who God has helped, who God has changed. And you know what? Even just, you know, those that know me, I love being real and transparent. So, if, you know, if if you want the truth, you're going to hear it from me. Even when I think about what other people have tried to do to me, even when I think about it, you know, when people have done things to try to make me feel guilty, may try to make me uh, beat myself up, try to put accusations on me, all those things. What I had to do, I had to learn. I had to learn. Number one, don't take it personal. Walk in forgiveness. Forgiveness. Because the devil going to try to use anything to, to make me look in that rearview mirror. But God said, keep looking at that windshield. Keep looking ahead. That's a distraction. Don't get distracted. I got something great for you up in front, not behind you, up in front. Same thing I'm telling you. The devil going to try to use any and everything because the devil trying to make you, what, keep looking back. And you think about an accident. When an accident is on the road, there are a lot of people who see the accident and they cause another accident. We call them rubberneck drivers. The devil trying to make you have a rubberneck experience for you to keep looking back instead of looking ahead. I know you may hear a loud crash, but God said keep looking forward. Because that's not in your lane. They're not even in the lane beside you or uh, or beside you or behind you. That's in on the other side. So that has nothing pertaining to you. The debris is not even coming your direction. So don't look. Keep going ahead. There's the devil trying to distract you. Time you're getting close to your destination, close to your purpose, the devil will always try to sound something to distract you. He's going to use something. But don't give him the tools to make you stop. So even pertaining to what you're dealing with, the guilt, the shame, or whatever, of whatever you, you may have done, give it to God and talk. I'm telling you, talk. We serve a God that is personally involved and want to be personally involved in every area of your life. He wants to be involved, but you have to include him in every area of your life. Don't remove or don't exempt God from any part of your life because he's concerned about you. He loves you. He loves you. We hear God, you know, God, I want you to give me this. God, I want you to lead me. You know, the steps of the good man are all about love. We hear all these things we can say it, but do we believe it? Excuse me. Something to think about. We say it, now it's time for us to honor to it and believe it, walk in it, obey it. So what, regardless of what transpired in your past, you're not defined by your past. Don't you know, even those who may have had a crazy or dysfunctional past, God can use that as part of your purpose to minister to those who are in that same field, who are in that same situation. Those in Hollywood know about the Betty Ford Center. The Betty Ford Center, good for alcoholics and everything. 
But she was once an alcoholic. But because of her recovery and her drive to help other people who were in her situation, she helped people. She was in her lane. She was in her purpose. Not because of what she did, but what she overcame. Same thing with you. You're not defined by your past, but you're defined by what you overcame. You being an overcomer, that's the key thing. You being an overcomer. I don't care what you are, but you can be beyond what you were to become something greater than what you were. One of the things I always say, the devil ain't concerned about what he can make you do. Because you can do something one time, repent, be sorry, and don't want to do it again. The devil ain't concerned about what he makes you do. He's more concerned about what he can make you become. If you become it, it's part of your character. It's part of your nature. You'll do it at any opportunity that you can. But even if you have that kind of idea, the, listen, the devil wants you to remain there. But God want to heal you and deliver you from that. But ask God to help you to take the taste of that thing out of your mouth, out of your heart. And also, God can tell you right now, God can remove those soul ties that you were attached to. God can remove it. God can release any and every hurt, any and every infirmity you may have dealt with. You know, the devil going to always try to bring up your past. But when the devil bring up your past, you bring up his future. You're not defined by your past. So don't beat yourself because of your past when God wants you to forgive yourself and embrace the future that he has for you. You know, the Bible tells us, it says, if you acknowledge, acknowledge him in all your ways, that he shall direct our path. Not only pertaining to something before you get ready to do it, but that also includes if you're in the middle of a mistake, if you acknowledge him, if you repent, if you get it right with God, he will help you in the midst of what you're in to help you get out. Now, there may be some consequences that we may deal with. There are consequences pertaining to every choice that we make, every decision that we make. But even in the midst of a decision, even in the midst of a um a consequence that we deal with. God is gracious enough to give us the tools to help us overcome it, even in what we're dealing with. God can help you. God can heal. God can deliver. God can set you free. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. Don't deprive yourself from the healing that God has for you. If you're sick and tired of going and allowing your life to be going in a circle all the time. This is the time for you to give it to God and release it to him. Like I said, it's all with confessing, 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 saying the same thing God says about that situation. Say what it is that you did. Say what it is that you didn't do. Acknowledge For Listen, God wants to forgive you. God wants to forgive you, but also God wants you to forgive yourself. God wants you to be free of everything that the devil tried to hold on to, make you hold on to. But you have to be able to acknowledge, you know what? 
This is something that I have to I have to give it I have to give it to God. Too hard for God. It may be hard for you. And it's hard for you to hold on to it. But you don't have to hold on to it. God wants you to walk in the freedom and the liberty that He has for you. The Bible tells us the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have life in heaven more abundantly, which means a better quality of life. So the devil comes to steal you from your joy, from your peace. The devil trying to make you isolated from God and also from those that love you. But also he's trying to isolate you from your purpose, from your identity. And you know what? If you've done something in the past and that's not you anymore, hey, you know what? That might have been that might have been you as far as name. But it's not you pertaining to spirit or character. You can change. It's not too late for you to change. But you need to look yourself in the mirror and quit allowing. I'm, 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 I'm hearing and I'm seeing somebody allowing the devil to talk them out of their joy, their peace right here. Listen, I know people have been talking to you negatively. You allow yourself to be around people that's negative. Because that's what you're familiar with. But God want to send you around people that's going to speak life to you. God want to, look, God want to send you around people that's going to speak his truth to you. Now, God may remove you from the people that are negative, And he may have you by yourself for him to deal with you directly before he send you to people or grab you around people that's going to be positive. You can't be afraid to be by yourself. You can't be afraid to be alone. Because as long as you are God's child, you're never alone. As long as you are serving the righteous God, you're not alone. Sometimes you have to get rid of the noise and the pollutants. Sometimes God may have to exterminate your environment for you to be able to have some healthy people that's going to speak life, that's going to breathe life into you. Precious you are. Quit all the quit all the, uh, the, the negativity of hanging around negative-minded people, people that ain't going nowhere, people that ain't doing nothing, people who don't even care about life. And I know you have a good heart. You may try to help somebody. You may try to encourage somebody. Dandy, but right now you need help. You need help. And the people that you say trying to you trying to help are the ones that's hurting you. The ones that you say that that's my friend or well, I'm just trying to help them. I'm just trying to do what God has me to do. Listen, you may be picking up an assignment that God did not authorize you to pick up. What if you're trying to help them because you see their need and their need is actually your need? And so in order for you to, you think if you help them, everything will be all right. No, no, no. The help that you see is the help you need to give to yourself. You may be seeing a carbon copy of yourself through their eyes. You might be seeing yourself in them. But that may not mean that you help them. You may be the one that needs to get the help. You be the example. Because a lot of people that may be around you, they may be there to keep you down. But you have to ask God, God, if this is something I'm supposed to be doing, 
am I am I supposed to be helping this person or am I supposed to be getting help myself? God want to help you. God wants you in this 2021. God wants you to be free. And I tell people, like I said, I'm not I'm not into New Year's resolution all the stuff. No, because every day that God made is new. And it just so happened this is the third day of the new year. So you don't have to wait till January the 1st of 2022 to have a fresh start, a new start. Even if this was December 31st of 2020, your new day can start right now, right now. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day of salvation. This is the hour of visitation. So allow Jesus Christ to come into your life right now. Just in case you are saved, that's great. Just in case you're not saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But also, if you are saved, but you're still dealing with things, this is the time for you to be delivered and set free from whatever the devil may try to be dealing with you about. Give it to God. And there's nothing too hard for him. I don't care how long you've been dealing with that situation. I don't care how long you've been dealing with the drug, uh, smoking the weed, or you've been promiscuous, you've been having sex, and it seems like there's a stronghold. God can break that stronghold right now. You don't have to deal with the grit and, and guilt and the shame, the embarrassment. I don't care how long you've been on the streets. I don't care how long you've been locked up. God want to free you right now. And who the son makes free is free indeed. Listen, I'm not the one to be able to do it for you. But what I can do, I can refer you to someone who can do it for you. His name is Jesus Christ. So whatever you have in your heart that you want to give to him, we can give it right now. So right now, you know your situation, you know your needs, you know your desires. Even if there's someone who may be wanting to intercede for someone who may be out there in the streets, you this, this message may not be for you. It may be for someone that you know. We can intercede right now. We can touch and agree right now. I'm seeing a young lady right now. I'm seeing a young girl. A young girl who feel like she don't know what she needs to do. She don't know, like the, the devil been trying to have her mind all just wishy-washy. She been so confused. Her mind been clouded. God want to release you from it right now. Even that young man who don't know what his purpose is, and he been trying to figure out how to be a man with the absentee father. He trying to figure out, you know, about his life. He don't even know who he is. He don't even know who he comes from. There is somebody right now who maybe feel like, you know, they, they may feel unloved because their parents are not involved in their life. It might be an absentee father. It might be an absentee mother. But regardless of it is, don't put yourself in the blame game. You're not at fault. And you know what? There may be somebody that may be watching if the devil might make you feel like you're the reason why you got sexually abused, sexually assaulted. That's not your fault. You're not to blame. You're not to blame because your parents aren't together. You're not to blame because someone took your innocence. That's not your fault. 
That's not your fault. The devil want to make you feel that that's all you're good for. But I'm here to tell you, you're greater than that. It's more to you than meets the eye. God made you for a purpose. God made you, and he made you good. God made you in his image and likeness. God made you. And I don't care what people have said, what people have done. Nothing or nobody would define who you are. Nobody defines who you are except for God Almighty. And he already completed that. So I don't care how somebody may try to rewrite the narrative of your life, rewrite the narrative of your identity. When God made you, he closed the book and no man can open it. So you understand how important, how valuable you are. As we get ready to pray, dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, we acknowledge that we've we, we've come short, God, of your glory, God. So, God, we ask you to forgive us, God. If there's anything that we said or done or thought or felt that was unlike you, God, forgive us and cleanse us and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you help us in every area of our lives right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God. There are those right now, God, who may be feeling guilty, God, who may be blaming themselves of situations that they had no control over, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them, God, to release that weight, release that guilt, release that regret right now, that shame right now. Whatever the devil may try to throw at them, even the, like the, the pride right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you release it, God. God, give your people that desire to get it out of their hands, get it out of their heart, and surrender it to you right now. In the name of Jesus, and say about everything you stand for, be bound every problem, we might have a confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we surrender ourselves to you right now, God. We speak, God, that you restore our mind right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you reveal our purpose, God, our identity right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us right now, God. We thank you right now, God, for breaking the shackles right now. In the name of Jesus, breaking the chains right now, God, and setting the captives free right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God, for cleansing us, God, for detoxing us right now, God, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, even financially right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you break every soul task right now, God. In the name of Jesus, every dysfunctional relationship right now, God. We speaking, God, that you expose it, God, and give us the desire and give us the will to move ourselves from it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us to be aware of your presence at all times right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, even to the bereaved family, God. Comfort them, God. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God, that you be with the Wilson family right now, God. God, there are things that may happen that we don't understand right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them right now in this hour right now, God. Even those who are still grieving right now, God. God, there are those who are hurting right now, God. Help us, God, and minister to the hurt, God. Minister to the the, the longing, God, the yearning, God, the, the, the questions, God. God, there are things that we may not be able to understand. We may not be able to answer, but, God, we know, God, 
that some way, somehow, God, you would give us the assurance, God, that we need, God, to carry on in this thing called life, God. And we thank you for it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, bring healing right now, God, to the hearts and minds of your people right now, God. Even those who may be hurting physically, God, touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, line up every cell, every tissue, every organ, God, with healing and wholeness right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, there's someone right now, God, who may need a a transfusion, God. There are some who may need a transplant right now, God. God, we speak that you provide the transplant right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God, the special amount of God. We're praying for the Calhoun family right now, God. The Calhoun family, we're calling them out right now, God. The Calhoun family right now, holding them up right now, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, even Martin Sanders right now, holding him up right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're providing for him right now, God. Even speaking for his children right now, God. Help them, God. Comfort them, God. Be with them right now, God. Lead them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we even hold up the Cheek family right now, God. The Cheek family right now. April's Cheek right now. Justin right now. Holding them up right now, God. Upgird them right now, God. Strengthen them right now, God. Be their anchor right now, God. Be their source, God. In the name of Jesus, provide the resources that are needed right now, God. In the name name of Jesus. Clear the minds right now, God, of your people. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for freedom, God. We thank you, Lord, for the peace, God. We thank you, Lord, for the joy that, that you have provided right now, God. Everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one uh, who tune in. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to catch me on our Facebook on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Pierce and Paul, R-A, Tears and Tom, E-R. You will see my daily devotions and um, videos and also even with uh, my website. You can catch me on my website at www.brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotion, the upcoming events, also my personal appearances. Also, you're welcome to go to the store section of my website, where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. Also, my current book, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, which is a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. I thank you all for your prayers. I thank you all for your love, your concern. I thank you all for your support. And I hope and pray that there is something that's said that make you hold on and make you get a hold to God Almighty. So I thank each and every one, each and every one, who tuned in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night.